Our sustainability reporter, Keely Warren, has an interesting chat this week with Nick Cooper from Melbourne-based adventure travel specialists, Wild Adventures. And that's on the subject of regenerative travel, what it means and how to ensure you're getting a truly sustainable experience. Welcome to the show today, Nick. Hi, Keely. Thanks so much for having me. You are so welcome. We've had countless conversations about the benefits of regenerative tourism and what this looks like in practice. I'm wondering if you can explain to us what regenerative tourism is and how does it differ from traditional sustainable tourism? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess there's a there's a long and a short answer to that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sustainable tourism, I guess, you know, in the wording of sustainable, it's kind of saying to sustain, just kind of keep things as they are, not make things worse and things as well, which in the current climate of the world um, uh, is, is not quite enough. And so regenerative tourism kind of elevates it a step further from that and looks to make things better. So from a tourism perspective, rather than just operating in a way that isn't damaging the environment, for example, um, you're actually operating in a way that is having a positive impact on the environment it's being positive to the community um, and it's it's being giving a great experience to your customer at the same time so I guess it's subjective you know there's a lot of different sort of um, opinions and definitions out there about what regenerative tourism is but it, it's ultimately uh, about being a business for good and and ultimately about swaying away from that traditional model of growth at all costs and being a purpose driven business that operates for the you know to benefit the entire ecosystem so um you know i guess the obvious from that are things like environment and community but there's there's loads of other elements of that that you look at and that's what we try to do with um wham or wild adventures melbourne is look holistically at all elements of our business and see how they can be a positive and if they are a potential negative how we can find solutions to that to to have a positive impact um, yeah and i yeah. know you've done a lot of work over the years to design in regenerative principles and based Wild Adventures Melbourne on a regenerative model, which is really commendable. I know recently Wham actually went through the process of being certified as a B Corp, which is very, very exciting. Um, and it's really great to see that operators like yourself are really you know, turning up the dial and putting in the effort to think about these things that have got a tangible impact on local communities, on the economy, um, and also on the environment. What role can we actually play in regenerative tourism and regenerative travel as a visitor? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess from a, a, from a visitor point of view, it's all about the choices um, we make uh, at, at, when we're going to a destination. So the, the, the choices we make and the, and the research we make on doing them of, of, of what we actually choose to do, that can be anything from... Uh, the tourism experience we choose, the accommodation we stay in, how long we actually stay there for, how we get there, how we act when we're there, where we eat, etc. So there's there's so many different elements to your experience when you're visiting a place. And from start to finish, before you even fly, you can be making a you can be making a, a deci decision on that to, to to make that be positive as well. So um, you know, visitors have a have a massive role to play because I guess the the more they are operating as a conscious traveller and the more they're sort of um, looking to contribute to 
communities and contribute to having a positive impact on the environment, the, the more the demand is there for that and therefore more tourism operators are going to be sort of looking to act more responsibly and act, act acting more ethically to uh, attract that conscious traveller of the visitor. So it's kind of a snowball effect from there. So uh, I guess the the way visitors act um, creates a demand to, for more businesses to operate for good, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. And I, that's something that we've discussed on the show in, in previous episodes. It's really if there's more demand for more responsible options and alternatives that uh, away from that traditional commercial tourism model, if visitors are the ones that are actually asking for these sorts of things, it really does put pressure on the industry to look at integrating more responsible practices and it really does push other other operators um, to, to start thinking about how can they start to live up to this demand. I, I wonder, totally. Nick, when it comes to some challenges with regenerative tourism, what are some of the challenges that regenerative tourism faces and how can they be overcome in your opinion? Well, well, tourism itself um, is contributing to climate change. You know, I guess that's, that's a, um, the elephant in the room when it comes to tourism is we're part of an industry that is, you know, committing, what is it, five to eight percent of global emissions. And I know a lot of that is from aviation, but, but ultimately we're all part of that problem if we are um, contributing to that and therefore the industry as a whole needs to to act um so yeah that that's that's something that can can happen i mean i mean here in australia there's over 300,000 tourism businesses and the vast majority of them are between one and two people running them. So I know sometimes um, small businesses might think, oh, you know, what difference am I going to make? It needs to happen from the government or the top, corp the big corporations of the world and things as well. But, you know, collectively tourism has a, a massive role to play. And I guess that's what, when I started Wild Adventures Melbourne, I didn't want to be part of the problem i wanted to be part of the solution and as a very small operator the the way you're going to get your voice heard or is to lead by example and so to build this model of, of running a business that takes on those those challenges of of tourism having a, a, a negative impact and turning them into a positive via the principles of regenerative tourism can uh inspire others and can uh look look to go from there but the 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 regenerative tourism and, and you know sustainable tourism in some ways is such a a buzzword it's in everyone's psyche it's in everyone's conscience and therefore um you know a lot of businesses are jumping onto that bandwagon and therefore you might go onto any website and see a sustainability tab now that doesn't necessarily mean that that business is sustainable you know that's when some are looking to do that as a as a marketing ploy to 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 get more customers and things like that, but not necessarily um, acting. So they're kind of talking the talk, but not walking the walk. And I guess that's that's a challenge as, as the more um, regenerative tourism becomes, I guess, understandable and um, for, for travellers and for businesses, um, the more people might jump on regardless of their uh, intentions as well. Um, another thing with regenerative tourism is that tourism has negatively affected um, communities in certain destinations around the world for decades 
And that is not an immediate, um, <laughs> you know, uh, mend to that as well. So that community sentiment is something as, as my little business is something that we really try and tackle. Let's see if we can really um, address that community sentiment and ultimately try and uh, improve it and, and have the community having a positive uh, opinion on, on us as well. So, you know, I get, I think regenerative tourism's biggest challenge is the fact that it is tourism and that has um, had effects um, on community and environment in a negative um, aspect um, for many years and that's why it's it's a slow burn to sort of come back and um, really try and nurture and, and improve that that's part of the reason why with wham we have short medium and long-term goals we're looking to make a long-term positive impact for future generations so that people can look at us and go you know they're not just trying to make a difference for today and tomorrow they're actually looking to do it for for the future generations coming through as well and i think that's kind of giving us the best sort of authenticity and trust um, amongst not only our customer, but also amongst the community as well. It's probably a good segue into what WAM is doing from a regenerative approach and some of the benefits that you've seen from kind of going down the route of implementing a regenerative model for the business. Can you talk to us a little bit about exactly what you've done with WAM and what the benefits are that you've seen? Yeah, I mean, we've... um I guess, put simply, we've in infused a regenerative mindset into our everyday. And that's ultimately what, you know, being a regenerative business is about, is a, is a mindset, is changing that mindset and, and, and operating in a way that's a business for good. So we've looked, um, as I mentioned before, uh, at all areas of our business and try to identify areas um, that as a tour operator, I guess, if we were just operating as normal, could cause a negative impact from that. So for example, I guess waste is quite a, a, a good example from there as well. Um, you know, a lot of tourism operators have um, customers coming on the tour, they might bring rubbish into a community, they might not take it with them, they might um, be uh, not sort of positively impacting that community as well. And so we wanted to address that from there. So with Wham, we uh, aim to operate a sub-zero sub waste approach. What does that mean? That means that we carry portable bins on all of our activities. We try and clean up every place that we go to so it's cleaner than we found it. We also then provide our guests with these little uh, Wham Eco Packs, which are full of reusable um, products um, that from local businesses that then they can use throughout that day. So there's an eco towel service, there's a, a reusable bottle, there's reef-safe sunscreen, Screen, um, and they get to use all of that throughout the day. So there's no need for them to buy uh, a, a plastic bottle of water or a disposable coffee cup or anything like that. So it kind of sort of provides a great service to our customer, um, but eliminates the need for them to, um, you know, be be picking up any waste or leaving any waste behind or anything like that as well. Um, and that's a massive thing we try and do. We try and um, infuse our eco practices to enhance the customer experience. So then they're actually getting a better experience while we're also um, giving back as well. So I find it so addictive of every single decision we make, we have this no compromise approach. So every business decision I make, I go, okay, what... Is there an ethical solution for it? Let's try and find it and let's um, 
then jit and things like that as well so um i guess sunscreen which i mentioned before was we take people in the ocean we know that a lot of sunscreens are toxic to both humans and to the marine life as well we knew that guests might be wearing that sunscreen so we decided to work with a local business who provides a a reef safe um toxic free sunscreen which we could then provide for free to all of our guests so we're taking them in the ocean and they're not having a negative impact you know we support community in ways of not just um supporting local conservation projects and local causes and cleaning up litter as i mentioned before but then we do things like we support local businesses so our approach is when we're looking for a product or equipment or anything like that we'll look locally within um, the region that we're in if we can't find them then we'll look within victoria within the state if we can't find them we'll look within australia and that means that every supplier that we use is is all australian they're all conscious um small businesses yeah it just means that we've kind of got that sort of uh, as i say no compromise approach to kind of making the right decision in in absolutely everything we do which is a little bit obsessive but i find it super addictive at the same time there is a lot of effort and a lot of thought and a lot of strategy that tourism organizations are putting into thinking about how they can design their experiences and their offering in a way that truly does support regeneration, it supports sustainability, and it's really... I guess, reconfirming and and actually quite heartwarming for guests and for us as travellers to hear that there's a lot of greenwashing out there. We know that, but there's also a lot of great organisations that are really going the extra mile to put put these things into practice and make sure that there's an alternative option for those of us who really do want to travel in a more mindful way. Totally. I think a good example for that is is the projects we support. So, because um, another thing, as you know, Keely, with regener- re- being a regenerative business is it's a continuous process and it's a continuous progress, not perfection spectrum that you that you go on from there. So for us, we were we were supporting charities and different projects, sporadically donating left, right and centre when we first started a few years ago. And we were just finding, okay, that's great. We're supporting lots of things, but is that really making a true significant impact that we can measure as well? So we really refined that in the last year or so, especially going through that B Corp process and go, what can we support on the land? What support? What project can we support on land? What project can we support in the ocean? So two key kind of, I guess, stakeholder areas of, of where we operate as well. And then what First Nations project we can support. Okay, this is this is super simple to see. These guys have got these 2030 targets. This is who they're supporting. This is why they're supporting them. This is how it's positively impacting local and doing that as well. So I guess we're we're constantly refining uh how we can improve our impact and who we you know who we can support and who we can have that sort of biggest long term. Um, and what that, I um, what I really love about that is that you're going that extra mile to communicate what you're doing in a transparent way. And thank you so much, Nick. Thanks, Keely. Keely Warren, our award winning sustainability reporter on regenerative travel with Nick Cooper of Wild Adventures.